I think life boils down to just confidence and um, appreciation to the experiences you get. Um, not everybody gets those experiences. So if we can keep life in perspective there and use sport um, instead of uh, rewards and everything else, it, it's just nice little lessons. Um, I think we're all better off. So I think wrestling helps that because um, it's a one-on-one -on -one battle out there. Welcome to episode 39 of Wisco Legacy. We have new Holman head wrestling coach Justin Lancaster on the show today. Justin and I go way back. He grew up in my hometown of Monroe, was a state runner-up for the Monroe Cheesemakers. In this episode, we talk about his high school and college wrestling career, his incredible tenure at Freedom High School, and its transition to Holman. There are so many incredible nuggets in this episode. We also have special guests, a former Wisconsin wrestling state champion from Monroe, Corey Binger, and Teague Fenwick of the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast. Thanks for sharing your insight on Justin on Wisco Legacy. If you like this episode, go check out my episodes with other wrestlers, Chris Bono, John Reeder, Shane Sparks, and Cody Endress. And hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Finally, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Wisco Legacy. Let's dive on in to episode 39 with Justin Lancaster. Hey, everybody. My name is Justin Lancaster, a new head wrestling coach at Holman High School, and this is my Wisco Legacy. Welcome to Wisco Legacy. I'm your host, Corey Kundert. On today's episode, we have Justin Lancaster. Justin is the new head wrestling coach for Holman. We're going to talk about his wrestling background. He was a two-time Team State champion for Freedom High School in Wisconsin. Really excited to connect today, Justin. Thanks for joining Wisco Legacy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Corey, we go way back in history, so this is exciting for me just to, to have this conversation with you. Absolutely. So you grew up in my hometown of Monroe, Wisconsin. Can you talk about your experience growing up here? Yeah, uh, my family and I moved to Monroe when I was in second grade. Prior to that, I think we lived in five different schools in six years. So we're kind of all over the place. So it was just a, a new experience. And Monroe was a, an amazing town at that time. I think first thing we did when we got in the town um, was went to a football game on Friday night and it was crazy at that time. Like I think the whole town shut down for, for Monroe football. So it was just a, a great experience seeing that and just what sports have meant and the, the community's support that was out there as well. So that was kind of my, my first introduction to Monroe. That was probably early to mid nineties, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yep. Um, my brother ended up graduating in 96, I think it was. So it had been, yeah, mid, early, mid-90s that we moved there. Yeah, the, the heyday of Monroe football, per se. Yeah, they were very good then. Absolutely. So how did you get into wrestling? I uh, got into wrestling. So uh, I have an older brother um, who is four years older than I am. And um, he was actually the one that was into wrestling. And then um, just being that younger brother, getting drugged around to everything, um, I went to a couple of practices. And while you're there as a young kid, you just jump in and start doing it. Um, so I just kind of went to a couple practices, and then one of his matches, uh, there was an announcement over um, the PA system of, is anybody about 35 pounds? Um, because there was another little guy there that didn't have a partner or uh, somebody in his bracket. So um, my parents allowed me to, to wrestle then. So that's kind of how I got into it, because I was that 30-something pounds person that could get out there as well. That's awesome. Uh, can you talk a bit about your, your wrestling career? I know in high school, uh, 
when, when you were in high school, I was about 10 years old and uh, I always enjoyed watching you compete. Can you walk me through your high school career? Yeah. So, um, man, I, I'll start a little earlier. Uh, the whole high or just wrestling career, it comes with a lot of ups and downs. Um, I was a fairly athletic kid and wrestling is probably always my least favorite sport um, growing up because it was a humbling experience. The other ones in the team area, um, I did fairly well. Like I, I played flag football and would score most of the touchdowns. I would baseball seal the bases and score just as a young athletic kid. Like I hated wrestling because of the humbling experiences at times that I was losing. And I, I think I would beat those kids in any other thing, but the sport of wrestling um, was frustrating when I was young. Uh, it took me to about middle school to mature a little bit. And I realized uh, I get to control my own success doesn't matter about who's coaching and whose parents are where um, I controlled my success and I started uh, falling in love with that and then um, I ended up losing a match at regionals my freshman year that really bothered me and that's kind of a turning uh, part in my life where I said I'm done losing um, and that's why I put a lot more effort in I went to uh, a lot more freestyle tournaments a lot more freestyle Greco um, national team stuff, and that kind of uh, jump-started me into having a lot more success. I, I was beating kids that um, were state place winners and names all over things at those camps and realized, man, they're not better than I am. Um, and that confidence uh, springboarded me into my sophomore year. I qualified for state, just wasn't quite there yet. Ended up uh, tearing my um, MCL the week of state that year. So just mentally, I wasn't ready for that. And then uh, that helped me junior, senior year. Can you talk about that, that mindset shift that you went through when you, were, uh, when you lost that match as a freshman? How did you get in a new mindset to uh, accomplish your goals moving forward? Yeah, funny you say it. Uh, I use this analogy all the time. Is sometimes when you are forced to clean your room, you just as a kid, you just kind of grab stuff and you put it away and just hide, get it out of sight so you can be done to go play and move on. Um, that's how I was going to practice. And then every once in a while, uh, when you clean your room, you do it really nice. You organize everything, you re-put everything in a different spot, and you make sure it's a really good job. That's how I started getting better, is once I had a bigger purpose and I really started uh, emphasizing how I was cleaning my room. Um, that's how you got to approach practice. Pay attention to those details and uh, put things, not just throwing them to the side to be done with it, uh, but spend spending that specific detail time on those details. Were there people that helped you along the way in that, that shift? Yeah, a lot of, uh, I think wrestling is a lot of internal motivation. Um, there's obviously, you know, Mr. Erickson was my high school coach at the time. So he was influential in that in, in a, a way. Um, cause he was just fun to be around. Um, there was a guy named Eric Jatan, who is actually with the Badgers. There was a weigh-in club, and Donnie Pritzloff. Those guys were there, um, and they really kind of talked on and another guy named Matt Hanuki. So I was lucky to have those guys around me as well um, that had a ton of knowledge. And um, the way they spoke about things was talking about details, and that kind of grasped my attention. Justin had many influential people surrounding him. He was also very influential to the Monroe Wrestling Program. 2004 Division I 119-pound state champion Corey Binger was high school teammates with Justin. Here, Corey shares the impact that Justin had on him and the Monroe Wrestling Program. Hi, this is Corey Binger. I just wanted to 
start off by saying I think it's awesome that Corey Gunner's doing a piece on Justin Lancaster. Um, great guy, great family man. You know, um, going into high school, I say that's who I looked up to. You know, um, he was Monroe wrestling when I was going into high school. That's who I wanted to be like. He kind of put it in guys in Monroe's head that wrestling wasn't just just something you did in the winter. Probably one of the best wrestling minds I've been around. You know, very good technician. You know, I I think he's very good at um, teaching something to somebody that they might not get from somebody else. You know, I can remember a time in college where he was, you know, uh, he helped me out with, I had a situation with a guy out of UW Stevens Point, and he helped, he helped me actually defeat that guy. You know, we went through it, we went through the process, and, you know, I ended up beating the guy at conference. One of those guys that never gave up, um, I knew, I knew back in high school he was going to be a good coach. He just had a knack for teaching, just always had a knack for teaching, you know, and all I want to say is, uh, good luck to you, Justin. I hope everything works out in Holman. Hope your family loves it there. Uh, good luck. So then you, you had some, you qualified for state as a sophomore, uh, didn't place, uh, talk about that, that transition your junior year. Uh, so after you have that taste, there, there's also a pressure and a stress to always do better. Um, probably from yourself and also the community and your friends around you. Um, so that kind of helped dro- drive me a little bit more as well to just, I had to do better. Um, like I said, I, I had an excuse. My knee hurt. I, I didn't train as good that week. Um, but in the end, that's all it was, was just a, an excuse. And uh, I let that be a part of it. And that, that bothered me. So I wanted to make sure that wasn't going to happen again. Yeah. So how, how did your junior year pan out? I ended up taking fourth. Um, and it's, oh man, that's a frustrating deal. Uh, I ended up losing in the semifinals, but as one of those matches, I don't know how I lost. Um, I felt like I had all the takedowns. It just everything somehow ended up out of bounds. Um, I felt like the better wrestler. I felt um, in control, everything else. And uh, it just didn't work. Um, and then for fourth, I just I didn't get it put back together. My goal was to win it all, and um, I was kind of let down at that point, and it was it was kind of hard to get back on track. That that I'm curious your your thoughts on losing in the semifinals. That is probably the hardest thing to come back from in in wrestling is losing in the semifinals. The state tournament series has changed a bit. I think back then you were automatically in the third place match at, at yep. that time. Now you could. Um, slide down to six, which is very difficult uh, mentally. Um, talk about that, that mental approach that, that you have, you had there. And then how did you learn from that to help your, your athletes? Yeah, it's hard. Um, I guess I don't know all those feelings at the time. Um, I just knew I was disappointed. It, it definitely has helped me out as a coach. Cause we try to prepare for those moments and not even as state is just one part of that um, regionals and sectionals. That's where it becomes a big deal. Like a lot of these kids have put a lot of their effort and life into this. And just now being in the position I I am and was, um, understanding how heart-wrenching that is. 
So being sympathetic to that, but also um, preparing for it. You know, there's a lot of times you want to be on the right side of the bracket knowing um, the person you need to beat just came off of a loss and you just came off of a win, you know, to get to that, that wrestle back spot. It's using that to your advantage sometimes. And how do you flip the script if that's, if you're on the other side of that and that's um, me being in this situation or was in that situation has kind of helped that. Yeah, absolutely. So disappointing into your junior year, you're all excited heading into your senior year. I'm sure your goal was to, to stand on top of the podium. Uh, you had uh, many battles with Justin Blumenthal of Stoughton your senior year. If I recall, uh, this is my 10 year old brain trying to remember how this worked out. Uh, you and Justin wrestled a ton, obviously dual meets, tournaments, same conference, regionals, sectionals, and state. Uh, talk about the grind of wrestling someone at that level who's, who's a very elite wrestler, uh, you know, five, six times in one year. Yeah, so that was uh, the finals was our fifth time that year uh, of wrestling. So we were two and two against each other going into that match. Um, not only that, but I, I wrestled them the year before, um, and also we wrestled all freestyle Greco. So we've been around each other and he actually went to that same uh, Wisconsin weighing club with in Madison that I did. So we wrestled all the time. Um, he's a great competitor. I like the guy a lot. Um, I don't like losing to him, but it was, he's a good guy. Yeah. So it is tough wrestling the same person over and over. He knew me. I knew him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you see that in the practice room too, but on the competition or in competition, it's, it's very difficult. So what was your approach heading into your senior year, did you make any adjustments to help you uh, go from fourth place to where you wanted to be? I don't know what adjustments I made other than just confidence and just being older. You, you get a little bit wiser as you go a little older. Um, I'm a whole different person now than I was then just because years of experience and, and around things. Um, I just, I felt confident going into the season. I, I was going to be um, right in the mix somehow. I don't know how many matches I lost my senior year, but I think they're all to, I think, the same two people. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I had three losses to Cole Winicky. Mm. Yeah, and I had two losses tough. to Blumenthal. So I think I had five losses going into <laughs> the state tournament that year. And those, that's where they were. Yeah, that's a pretty tough competition there for sure. Yeah. And Winicky, I actually um, was in a really close match at Bi State with him, and he ended up taking me down, let me go, take me down the win. Mm. Wow. So I blew it there, but it was a good match. Yeah, for sure. So you end up um, not achieving your, your goal of being a state champion. So you finish your high school career as a state runner-up. Can you talk about the feelings of that? Yeah. Oh, I'll, before I get to that one, um, going into it, since I lost to Blumenthal in, at sectionals, uh, my first round matchup was against a guy named Paul Zizzo, who was 37 and 0, and he was he, he was the one that was supposed to actually win the bracket, and that's my my first match. And um, I remember getting interviewed uh, the week of state, and the the guy interviewing me said, "Oh, sorry to hear you have a, a tough draw, you know, and that's 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 kind of a bummer that that's who you get first round." And I remember Mr. Erickson standing right next to me and goes, yeah, that poor kid, he's coming in with all those expectations and he's going to lose first round. And I just, that just changed my whole mindset. I think it was that moment because uh, when I stepped 
into that first round match, like it was a weird, eerie, quiet, uh, confident feeling that um, I was going to fight, and uh, and I ended up beating him up. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually wasn't even that close. Yeah, and you were battle tested that year. You said Cole Winicky and Dustin Blumenthal many times. You you've tasted the podium, and you wanted to to go as far as you could. Yeah, so going into that match, like I had a dream the night before that, you know, I won and um, I felt really confident. I felt good. Um, my warm up felt good. Um, and then all of a sudden the match started and it just felt like it was done already. Like it was how fast it started and ended was uh, you know, just a blur. Um, yeah, so. I remember afterwards what that felt like. And I try to explain this to people now. Uh, um, it was actually two years ago at States, um, or three years ago, because it was a COVID year. Um, a lady who was new down there, security, uh, the first match ended, and um, a kid is celebrating and running and you know crying because he's so excited. And she's, she's tearing up, and she's like, I can't take it. I said, ooh, hold on, it's about to get worse. And she's like, what do you, what do you mean? And the kid that lost walked by who was heartbroken. So I always tell people like underneath of this, it's broken dreams. It's like a death happened. Um, and that's that emotion I felt after I lost, like it was something I, I put as a high priority in my life and worked super hard for, and now it was gone and it didn't happen. So it got me to this point where, you know, you, you get what you deserve. Sometimes you, you got to work and earn it. Um, doesn't matter how hard you how bad you want it. Um, trying to just put it back in a positive perspective. But at that moment, it was awful. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine. You're, you're closing the book on your high school wrestling career. And you did go on to wrestle in college. But uh, that state title, it's, it's an elusive thing. And it's something you, you worked for for a very long time. So, yeah, I couldn't imagine being in that situation. Uh, can you talk about how you, what you learned from, from losing that state title that you've brought into your coaching career? Yeah, there's sometimes I probably could have done more. You know, you reflect a lot on that, like, okay, what could I have done differently? What could have I changed or all of those things? And ultimately, it, it might have been nothing, right? I, it, but uh, I keep thinking of the positive, like, I could have changed a lot of things, right? I could have worked harder. I could have, those days I didn't want to go to practice or I didn't want to drive up to, at the time, the weigh-in club. And, you know, I, I can't say I made every single one of those practices. Like, maybe I should have if I really wanted it. Um, so, I mean, it taught me that it taught me, um, if you really want something, you just got to fight and you got to keep going until you, you ultimately achieve it. You can't take corners. You can't cut them. You can't, you, you gotta, you gotta go through that whole process. So that puts a wrap on your, your Monroe high school wrestling career. Um, now you transition to Tennessee. You, you head down to, uh, Carson Newman, a division two school down in Tennessee. What, what led you there? No idea. Um, I was, I was going to go away. I knew that. So I was either going East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania or Southern, um, Oregon. And then I visited, I think both of those schools, they're all right. And then, uh, Carson Newman called and I, I had a great trip down there. It felt awesome. Um, so just literally spur of the moment, last second, changed my mind to go there. Otherwise I was going to Southern Oregon yeah. and, uh, the only reason I wanted to go away is, I don't know, it's just to prove to myself like I could do it on my own. I feel like I needed to be a man to 
um, not be close to home and just experience life that way. I knew um, I could handle anything that was going to get thrown at me because I, I did it on my own. Yeah. How long were you down there before you tra- transferred over to UW Oshkosh? I went two years down there. Um, the guys there were awesome. I was recruited to wrestle 141, but I grew. So I was, I was miserably cutting weight. Um, and that's, I have that little distaste of, of cutting weight now. So I'm not a huge proponent of it. Um, and yeah, I ended up trying to wrestle off. I wrestled off the 49, the 57, 65. Um, but our coach was telling me I was recruited at 41. I need to wrestle 41. So you were 135 in high school, weren't you? I was. So, um, so the natural progression would be to 141, but you, you grew. Yeah. I think you wrestled 157 at Oshkosh, right? I did. Yeah. Um, probably naturally. And I'm not, I'm not a very thick guy. I'm pretty lean even to this day. Um, I was probably 168 uh, naturally mm-hmm. trying to make 41. Wow. I would. I remember just the last time I made weight, I would like pray before I went to bed. Didn't know if I was going to wake up because I literally ran uh, that whole week before. I, had, I think I had an insure a day or something like that. Um, I was weak. I was miserable. Um, so I don't ever want to go through that again. Yeah, that's... I didn't cut much weight in high school. I mostly wrestled my my natural weight, but uh, the stories that you hear from some of these these wrestlers who who've cut a ton of weight just I don't know. I'm I'm not a proponent of cutting a lot of weight. I think focusing on developing your skills in the wrestling room is uh, paramount to to cutting a bunch of weight. I mean, there's there's two sides of the coin there, but that's my yeah. Yeah, I got a coaching side and I got a, a competitor yep. side now of this. But that, that did help me with that perspective because um, I didn't have a choice because you got your scholarship dangling over mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So how was, how was your transition up to UW Ashgas? Walk, walk us through your career up there. Yeah, loved it. Um, Mike Jerome was our coach. He was amazing. Um, transferred because that's where my buddies in high school went. And they like, hey, if you come up here, we have a, a room in our apartment for you. So I said, yeah, let's go experience the college life. Let's love it. Nice, get back to home and be back by everybody, and it'll be fun. And it was awesome. I just wrestled 57, and I did it just not because of a scholarship or hanging over me, because it was fun to learn. Um, so I got to meet a ton of people and had a, a great experience there. I ended up taking second and conference both years, my junior and senior year at in the, the WIAC conference. Nice. Did you make the national tournament then? I was the first alternate both years. That's <clears throat> tough. Yeah. Yeah, I beat a bunch of guys that were actually all Americans both of those years, um, but because of our qualifying process, and I, and I'll, I'll be honest, I don't know if this will offend anybody on here, uh, lacrosse got to take most of those because they were vying for a national mm-hmm. title. So you got so many at-large bids, and uh, most of them all went to them. And you probably had to wait a little bit to hear the at-large bids at that point in time. Yes. So as yep. you're, you finish up your you, – you didn't know if your college career was over at that, at that point in time. No. 
No, they do a pretty good job. It's pretty fast. Uh, junior year, I, I, I blew it. Um, I think I threw the kid to his back right away. And then I don't know why. All, all I did is throw, I think, the rest of the match and end up losing, I think, by a mm-hmm. point, too. Um, it, it just wasn't good. And then I think senior, I think I lost one nothing on riding time or two to one on riding time. Um, I didn't get out. Mm-hmm. Um, he was great on top. But, I, I mean, so that there I had to own it. Mm-hmm. That, I lost. Yeah. So your, your competitive wrestling career is over. Next up is the the working world. So you're you're headed off to be a, a FIAD teacher and a wrestling coach at that point in time? Yeah, not yet. Um, so when I transferred from Tennessee, those credits were supposed to transfer to UWO. They didn't. Well, they did as electives. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having – I, I – uh, was an assistant coach at UWO for two okay. years. And then I got into student teaching. Nice. You probably learned a lot from, from coach Darone in that period of time. Absolutely. He's an amazing guy. Um, a fiery, just fun person to learn from. So, and he was early in his career when I was there. So it was fun just to see where he was then versus where he is now. Um, same as the guys I had at freedom when I first started versus, now you're just you're a little more veteran coach yeah did you always know you wanted to be a wrestling coach yeah um yeah i did uh so i always joke about football was probably my favorite sport going through because it was fun but wrestling i thought was the most rewarding and i i jokingly tell our kids that that we're in the same boat as me um but they come back in our room they don't come back to the football field and I always ask them why. They're like, just the struggles you have to go through in those moments, you hate them at times, but that's ultimately what you remember in the end. So my experience wrestling was great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I had to go through struggles, though. Mm-hmm. As we as we all did. Everybody that competed on a wrestling mat, they've been through some struggles. They they have some stories. So what led- But it helps you battle-tested for this, you know, for the rest of your world, life and the decisions you make. So I, I think it's just valuable on that side i agree so uh what led you to freedom freedom high school yeah so i actually was uh in oshkosh um my i ended up getting married right towards the end uh, of my that career um, to my wife rachel and we moved to river falls i did my student teaching in river falls and was looking at possibly uh, being the head coach in River Falls. They have a great history. Um, Dave Black was there. He's an amazing guy to, to be around. Um, Kevin Black was just opening up Victory uh, School of Wrestling up there, and that was awesome. The community was great. So that was kind of part of that plan. Um, what happened was is when I graduated, um, there was going to be a PE job opening up there. There was a PE job opening up in Freedom. So I applied to the Freedom one and um, got offered the job. The River Falls job was opening up the next week, mm-hmm. but I had to make a decision on that. So I, I chose uh, the for sure job versus the one that was opening up the week after. Yeah, makes sense. And at that point in time, I know... Kurt Erickson, he was your, your head wrestling coach in high school. Uh, he Is he still with Freedom School District? 
He is. So um, he was the uh, assistant principal athletic director when I first moved over there. Um, and then a few years after that, he took the principal job. So he is still currently the principal in Freedom. Yeah, really great guy. I remember uh, him heading up some some youth practices. You were you were coaching some of that stuff when I was growing up too, and uh, always a blast. So it's it's cool to see that uh, you're you're still you were still connected with him all these years. Yeah, he's an amazing guy to to work for and bounce things off of. And um, you've been around him; he's fun. Mm-hmm. And at the same way as stern and tell you how it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just one of those things I really uh, respect about him because uh, I, I know what I'm getting with him. Absolutely. So 14 years with uh, with Freedom, 11 as a head, head wrestling coach. You won two team state titles. There's some individual state championships in there. Uh, I just want to hear you reflect a bit on, on your time at Freedom. Amazing experience. Um, I made mistakes and these people stuck with me in freedom and learned a lot and they've had amazing conversations with them. So the memories that uh, we've created here have been awesome. And I always say just new coaches, you go through that, that roller coaster of trying to figure things out. And um, it's, it's been a blast. I've, I've loved every minute of it here and the community is super supportive and amazing. So it's, it, I'm, I'm really sad to leave those friendships and everything that that's happened here because I can't say anything bad about it. It's, it was that awesome. Yeah. Talk, let's talk about that. That first team state title run, I think it was 2015 when you, when you uh, went through that title run, walk us through that season. And uh, what was it like to win that state title? Uh, it was amazing. Uh, awesome. I, I, we were right in the mix. You, nobody else knows it in 2014. Um, we ended up, losing a close one to Wittenberg. Um, and that excited our kids that they belonged at that point. You know, I talked about my own hurt uh, of losing my freshman year of changing it. They kind of did that after they lost that one, they realized they could be better. So they kind of banded together as a team and did it. You know, I don't want to take credit for kids because they, they, they're ultimately the ones that did that. And it was kind of a neat experience. And, um, world of wrestling is unique now. There's people transferring schools and moving all over. Um, every one of those kids were homegrown in the program. That's awesome. As well as 2019. So it's super cool, like, hearing from me on that side. Like, they all came up through our program. Yeah, and you were very involved in the youth wrestling program here at, at Freedom, weren't you? Yes. Uh, a lot of that helps. Like, sometimes you... <laughs> You know what you're doing um, as a parent. Uh, when you sorry, when you don't have kids, you, you're an expert parent. When you have kids, you don't know anything. Uh, <laughs> so that changed my process uh, after having a kid uh, of expectations there. So I really dug deeply into what youth sports and stuff were um, realistically as a, a parent, and, and then I got to put myself in their shoes and how can we make this process better. And sometimes you don't know until you know. And uh, jumping involved into that, uh, it helped me having my, my own child there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, youth, youth wrestling and, and youth sports in general are, um, it, it's interesting. The, the wrestling culture for, for youth wrestling, I, I feel like um, there's some, some negativity that happens in, in certain situations. I mean, you have some kids that cut way too, are 
eight years old. You shouldn't have that. Um, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of competition happening at, at young ages and there's a lot of different thoughts on how often to compete as, as youth and, and things like that. You know, I, I came up wrestling almost every weekend, um, and I enjoyed it, but there's, there's kids who, who don't necessarily need that. Um, I don't think there's really a question here, but the, um, youth wrestling culture is, is certainly changing. And, um, when, when you were uh, growing up and, and going through, you know, youth wrestling, it was probably a little different than it was, than it is now. Um, can you talk about your experience as, as a kid wrestling and, um, sounded like you were doing some freestyle on Greco back in the day too. You have a lot of that here too. Yeah. Uh, man, I can speak on youth sports in general. In, I know you're saying wrestling, but I think it's in general. Um, and I got a lot of opinions on, on why youth sports are what they are from us as parents that were involved at times and, and everything else. But my own youth experience was, was not bad. Um, I loved competing and stuff. Uh, I did not always have the best temper as a young kid. I did not do well with losing. Um, so I kind of went through all of those emotions. So I, I do appreciate my parents for kind of sticking with me on that and still having me compete, even though I didn't handle it the best at times. So, and I know it, it didn't always look good for them um, when their kid was melting down and throwing a fit. Um, but I think I just need to go through that process until I matured. So as soon as I got to, I think middle school, um, and uh, I didn't throw those fits anymore. So youth sports, th th I think there's a lot of value to be using them for what they are, and that's a, a tool to, to help kids learn to deal with the ups and downs of, of, of life and emotions and everything else. Yeah, that, that dovetails into a, into a different question. So um, as it relates specifically to wrestling, how do you think wrestling can make an impact on uh, a kid's life? I think in a number of ways and depends on where you are skill level wise or um, it, it, I think life boils down to just confidence and um, appreciation to the experiences you get. Um, not everybody gets those experiences. So if we can keep life in perspective there and use sport um, instead of uh, rewards and everything else, it, it's just nice little lessons. Um, I think we're all better off. So I think wrestling helps that because um, it's a one-on-one -on -one battle out there. Uh, when you get into a sport thing, that's why I said I hated it when I was young because it was a, a humbling experience. Um, where other sports, it, was, it wasn't my fault. It was Corey's fault. It was so-and-so's fault. They, if they didn't give up that touchdown or if they just caught the ball in the field, we would have won. You, know, you had somebody else to blame it on. Uh, in wrestling, uh, you don't. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Any final words uh, to talk about your experience in freedom? Um, gosh, the freedom communities, I, I can't wait to see where they go. Coach Baker is taking over now. Um, he's been an assistant with me a number of years, and I actually he went to UWO as well. So I knew him from college there and actually when we were kids wrestling in high school. So uh, I'm super excited for him uh, to be in charge of the program and just keep watching where, where freedom goes. You don't often see head coaches go from one historic wrestling program to another. Teague Fenwick of the Wisconsin Wrestler Podcast gives us insight into the impact that Justin's move will have on the Holman Wrestling Program. 
I should preface by saying that uh, when Jason Luloff announced he was going to become the next athletic director of Holman, we all knew that there's going to be a very large shoes to fill for that head coaching spot. Jason just set a great standard for what it means to be a good coach. And uh, just the fact that, you know, I heard Justin was going to become the next head coach. I was, I was overjoyed. And, you know, not only does Justin have, a great pedigree of success. He has that pedigree of success for a reason. Uh, he's a smart guy. He's an outside the box thinker. Him and I could talk about fun wrestling ideas all day, but I think most importantly, uh, he just has a great amount of respect for his program, his family, his community, just everyone around him. And he's earned that respect in return. He garners a lot of respect as well. And I think the fact that, you know, you come into this, Holman head coaching job, which uh great position, but again, it's a it's a very high standard that's set. And you think that Justin is one of, if not the like best fits for the position, I think that speaks volumes of Justin Lancaster. So now you transition to uh, a perennial power in the division one uh, state or Wisconsin wrestling, uh Holman. Uh what drew you to this position? How did this come about? Um, I'm on the WWCA, and I get to work with uh, a guy named Jason Loloff, who was Holman's head coach, and he, he's an amazing guy. Uh, he's a go-getter. He gets a lot of things done. Um, him and I have worked pretty closely on a lot of things with the Wisconsin Wrestling Coaches Association. Um, always was a guy I definitely respected as a, a leader in those roles. Um, Gave me a call asked, and said there was going to be an opening in Holman if I would be interested in uh, at least giving him a chance in applying. Um, no guarantees of what would happen, just uh, apply. And um, I don't know if I was overly interested at first. And then as the process went on, um, I started just kind of thinking about a few things. And, you know, sometimes in life you got to take risks. And uh, um, maybe it was my time to take a risk and talk to our kids about, you know, just life in general, what a great way to meet new people and to have different experiences and maybe let them see our vulnerability of um, struggles we have. You know, I'm afraid of not knowing anyone, starting over, um, learning a whole different process. And, you know, what if it doesn't go well? All, all of the same things our kids are struggling with. So I think that will add value to them later in life as well when they go off to college or a different career or whatever to give them a little bit of confidence. You know, we've already done it. Yeah. What was that conversation like with your, your family? Yeah. It, it originally like the way I felt if too, right? Like things are awesome here. Why would we change to, okay, let's, let's look at a new adventure, you know, different side of the state. We're still relatively young. Um, let's, Let's try to experience all of life has to offer. Let's create a different legacy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Probably helped that they have one of the best wrestling rooms in the state, and uh, they're they've been knocking on the door of a state title too. They the there's a lot of rich tradition of of success within Holman wrestling. Yeah, it's a calculated risk. Um, they have a number of amazing things going for them, and they also have a great community like freedom. Um, from the time I got offered the job, they've been amazing reaching out, asking, do we need daycare? Can we help you with moving? Can just talk about feeling like you're, um, you can fit in right away and, and you're supported. Um, so they've done an amazing job on that and a lot of resources over there um, that I think we can use 
in the wrestling world to help provide positive experiences to a lot of kids. Yeah. And on top of that, you're going to be a, a FIAD teacher over there too. Yep. I'm going to be in the high school uh, physical education department. And, um, and that's also intriguing to me as well. They have one of the top PE programs in the state. If, if nobody else knows that, they're, they're amazing at what they do. Um, I, I don't want to be mediocre. And people kept telling me how good these other PE teachers are. So I'm like, all right, I can't wait to learn and uh, challenge myself to be better. Yeah. Excite, exciting challenges ahead for sure. Yeah. When, when it was announced that you were, you were named head coach, there was a lot of, I, I went to the, the Holman wrestling Facebook group and a lot of great reception from everybody there and just seeing everything all, all over Facebook for, for you. And, um, it seems like people are really excited about this and, and I'm definitely excited to see, see you take on this, this new challenge. Um, yeah, I, I am thoroughly impressed with how awesome everybody has been on both sides. You just sometimes you don't know how it's going to go, but it's been a humbling experience of, of positive um, from the, the freedom guy, freedom crew, wishing us luck to uh, the Holman group excited about, you know, new adventures. Yeah. So what are, what are your goals with the program? I'm going to know more in about a month. Um, I'm, I'm trying not to overly make changes or anything else. I, I want to learn their ins and outs for a little bit. Uh, but ultimately, the goal will be uh, possibly making it the best program we can. Now, is that winning state titles? Is that winning national titles? Is uh, producing you know, college athletes? Um, we'll do our best to provide opportunities for kids to improve. And ultimately, they got to put in the work and earn what they get. But uh, with the resources I think they have there and the interest level, um, that's our goal as coaches is to provide that opportunity. Yeah, and there's a, a, a big core group of, of girls wrestling at Holman as well, which is an exciting opportunity for, for the, the entire state to see the growth in, in women's wrestling. Can you talk about uh, the impact that that has on, on the sport of wrestling as a whole? Yeah, uh, a few years ago, we saw girls wrestling coming. So um, Holman did it different than Freedom, but they had different resources. Their wrestling room is way bigger than ours. And, uh, um, man, if I can be honest, as a coach, you, you just – I didn't know these answers. And that was who was going to coach it, when are they going to coach it, and where are they going to coach it. Um, our room's not big enough in Freedom to have a full girls program the way I want it. Let me explain that. I don't, I don't want one or two girls. Like, if we're going to do this, let's – let's do it right. Let's have like 20, 30, like let's, let's make this right. Uh, so we started at a youth level and uh, tried to build from the foundation up. So I think we were right around that 40 something girls K five. And then we um, moved that to middle school. And then um, I didn't want to start a program until uh, a girl's high school program until we had those answers figured out and we had a coach. And this year we, we got um, all of those stars aligned. And uh, Maddie Ruckdashel is going to come in and coach the girls program. And now the next step is to market it because uh, when you get to be the first of something, you can start with a big number. So I wanted to make sure we had all of our ducks in a line to be able to start with something um, because it's new. You get to be the first of it in history in freedom. Uh, so then the next step is to sustain that. And now we have that foundation to grow to that. 
Now, Holman went on the opposite side. They had those. So they've been doing an amazing job. And I think they have 20 to 30 girls and they've been sustaining for a little while. And, and that's awesome. Uh, especially if you're looking at the growth of wrestling. Um, those girls are going to be mothers and have kids and they have brothers. And um, I think that's all positive. And the experiences that we talked about, I had and um, the student athletes that are wrestled under us have had, let's, let's provide those opportunities for girls as well. It, it's a really exciting time across the country. You're seeing uh, girls wrestling just grow and it, it's so exciting to see that and give, give them an opportunity to compete against each other is, is great. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see how that unfolds. Um, any other thoughts or anything around uh, Holman wrestling? Any questions you have, um, I'm still new to it. So we're honestly in the, process of moving so you can see there's nothing on the walls behind me and i'm on a desk in our dining room and everything's in boxes and in shambles around me so we're we're trying to get it all figured out here yeah i guess i do have one one uh, more question around holman um you mentioned your relationship with jason uh, he's the the new athletic director over in holman uh, can you talk about uh, the impact that having him in that position and, and you he's still a resource for you can you talk about how that's gonna yeah he becomes a great resource um on that athletic director side so um i think we'll have a Great relationship working together to try to improve those opportunities and now in his role he can help provide um, some of those on that a different side of things so um, I'm gonna still try to make sure we get him into the wrestling room because he's got a wealth of knowledge um, he's also an amazing resource because he's been there he, he knows some flaws of the program he knows the strengths of it um, and he knows all the families and that's all things that are super important when you're trying to um, have those relationships of, of knowing people's ins and outs sometimes. So um, I can't wait to continue our relationship with Jason. Yeah, that's exciting. All right, so I am going to transition to some some more fun questions. Uh, we'll kind of, you got kind of it. pin up that wrestling talk there. Um, so I have three rapid-fire questions I ask everybody in the podcast, and it's, it, again, more fun. So first thing that comes to mind for these next three. What's your favorite restaurant in Wisconsin? I love Red Lobster. Um, I love seafood and crab legs and lobster tails are amazing. So red lobster. Nice. Uh, what is your favorite event in Wisconsin? Favorite event is cheese days in Monroe. That's right. Coming down. If you've never been, it's a wild experience and, uh, it's a great time. We haven't had cheese days in four years now. We normally get it. Monroe can only handle it every two years, and we get about 100,000 people in town every two years. I can't imagine what it's going to be like this year. Yeah, it's going to be wild, I think. So it's a second week in September. Yep. So if you're, everybody is available, it's a, it's a good good time. Yeah. There's bands on the, the square and cheese and beer. Yeah, I'm, I'm running the 5K. My second, five, got- second 5K I'm ever running, and I hear there's a beer and a cheese sandwich at the end. So looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Nothing better than uh, waking up and running three three miles, drinking beer, and eating cheese sandwich. Um, we uh, we as a family did it last time, and I, I'm embarrassed to say my son, who I think was eight at the time, beat me, and then, and then my wife, and then then I took third. But the best part is my brother took fourth. So. There you go. 
Yeah. And I would like to say I worked really hard for that third and it, it hurt. So <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Final rapid fire question. Uh, where's your favorite place to hang out in Wisconsin? Favorite place to hang out. Um, we have a weekend up north with a group of friends in Door County. Um, so our, our group of friends that we hang out with here, and it's it's a blast. Uh, it's a fun group of people to hang out with. So I got to say Door County. That's awesome. I'm planning a trip up there this fall. So, yeah, it's an awesome place. All right. It's, it's, it's fun. It is. Two final questions here for you, Justin, and then we'll, we'll wrap up here. Sounds good. Uh, how has Wisconsin helped shape you into who you are today? That's uh, why our family is from here. And just in general, I think it's got down-to-earth people. Um, we kind of live in a scary world right now when you look at the news and what's going on around you. Um, even with that, I, I still feel safe in Wisconsin. And I feel still feel people are genuinely caring here. So um, I think that's those feelings there of um, comfort um, have helped me become who I am. That's great. All right, last question here for you. It ties back into the name Wisco Legacy. I ask everybody on the on the uh, podcast here. When all is said and done, what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? Yeah, that's a pretty deep question. Um, I guess the legacy I want to leave behind is sharing as much information with people as possible for them to be uh, the best version of themselves. Um, I'm trying to keep life in perspective there and like, I want you to be the best you. And if I can um, have contact with as many people and get that uh, accomplished, um, I think that's what I would like my legacy to be. That's that's great. And you, in the position that you're in as a, a Viad teacher and a wrestling coach, uh, you definitely have impacted a lot of people in, in your time. Um, you know, I think back to my, my young days in wrestling, uh, you were, I was always watching you compete and, uh, even, you know, summer wrestling, summer school type stuff. You were there helping coach. And even as a, a young kid, you had a, a impact on me and my wrestling career. And it's been exciting to see you, uh, run through the, the freedom wrestling program and, and bring that to new heights and just really excited to see where, where you're headed with Holman. So Justin, I, I really appreciate, appreciate you hopping on the podcast today. Uh, anything else you, you want to add before we sign off? Uh, thank you, Corey. It's been awesome. I, I just remember you from when you were so young, um, little butterball running around out there to, to now and the amazing things you've done with uh, Wisco Legacy. So, you know, congratulations to you. And I appreciate you asking me to be on here. I appreciate it. Well, thanks, Justin. Thanks for joining Wisco Legacy. Thank you. Thanks again, Justin, for joining Wisco Legacy. I'm excited to see where you lead the Holman Wrestling Program. If you like this podcast, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That helps us out tremendously. Finally, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Wisco Legacy. Thanks again for tuning in.